there, single lady. I am so glad that you are here. Today is going to be a great episode because I am going to give you some things that you should do and shouldn't do so that you do not exceed the relational speed limit. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Single Over 30 podcast with dating and relationship coach Shanna Schutte. Shanna is here to help you find a trustworthy, marriage-minded man who will love and adore you. Here's Shanna. When I was single, I was really confused about how to date, and my confusion showed up in how I conducted myself in relationships. And as I've mentioned before in episode 31, avoid this type of relationship so you don't waste time, I engaged in what I call friendlationships. These are dead-end relationships that aren't friendships, but they're not really romantic relationships either. And I also spent years in committed dating relationships that weren't moving forward toward the wedding altar. In fact, I spent almost 10 years in three separate relationships that weren't going anywhere. And I quickly rejected good men without giving them a chance. And I also jumped into relationships with men who pursued me without taking the time to really get to know them. So I exceeded the wise relational speed limit when it came to relationships and relationship commitment. So if you're wondering how to know if you should move from high to he's my guy and how fast you should do it, today I'd like to help by sharing four things to do that will help you find a great relationship and make sure that you do not exceed that relational speed limit. Also, for more information about this topic, I invite you to check out episode 35, How Long Should You Wait to Become Exclusive? Okay, so I just mentioned that I would jump into relationships. So here's what would happen when I would do that. I would meet a man, he seemed nice, and maybe I found him attractive. And from our first interactions, it also seemed that we shared many of the same values. So he would quickly express an interest in me. And because I didn't wanna be too picky and I wanted to be open because I'd heard that you shouldn't be those things, I would reciprocate and I'd jump into a relationship with him without really knowing what I felt or what I thought about him and about the relationship without having a deep conviction, right? So I would go from single Shanna to exclusively dating Shanna in a matter of a few weeks without knowing a man's character without finding out if we could be good friends and without determining if there were any potential red flags about him and without letting the relationship and my feelings and convictions develop naturally. So I would just jump in fast. And I had no idea I was doing it wrong. Nobody tells us how to date, right? I mean, wasn't I supposed to just wait and see what happens? Because this is what I've been taught and seen, modeled in movies and in society. You meet, You date exclusively, maybe you fall in love and you see if it works out. Nobody had told me any different. Then a month, two months, or two years later, I would have to back up the relationship truck and break up. And as you may be able to testify from your own experience, breaking up was way harder than jumping in. These relationships always ended in a lot of tears and disappointment. But now that I'm happily married to my husband, Clark, and we took plenty of time to get to know one another as friends before we started dating exclusively, I can look back with clarity on my relational path and see a whole lot of mistakes that I made, including exceeding the relational speed limit. So Clark wasn't what I expected for a husband when I met him because he had something surprising about him. He had five almost grown children. Yes, five. And this was a huge problem for me when I met him because I pretty much vowed 
earlier in my life that I was never going to become a part of a blended family. If you'd like to learn more about our relationship and how we met and all that stuff, you can check out episode 67. It's My Husband Joins Me and How We Met. I was certain that this type of arrangement with a blended family uh, would bring me a whole lot of deep heartache, and that was not part of the picture-perfect life that I had planned for myself. But after dating for over two decades after high school, I was ready for a man with great character, and Clark definitely had that. And when I noticed what a great guy he was, I moved into a friendship with him with an open heart, but I told him I was uncertain about marrying someone with kids. It scared me. I told him I needed to go slow. And when I did, what I was doing was setting a go slow boundary. And during this time, I set up an appointment with a counselor to share my concerns with her. And when I told Clark that I had gone to see a counselor and why I had gone, I asked him what he thought. And I was so grateful that he wasn't offended or insecure about it. Instead, he told me he thought it was really brave of me. And he asked me, is there anything I can do to help? I will do whatever I can to support you. Even if you'd like me to go with you, I will. So huge points for Clark on that one. His patience with my go slow boundary made me feel safe and secure. It was met with kindness. But it wasn't just that he said he would be patient. He demonstrated patience too. And while we were getting to know one another, he checked in with me several times over the course of 18 months. And he asked, how are you feeling about the relationship? And when I went and said that I was 99.9% sure about the relationship, he responded, I will wait for the 0.1%. I just want you to be happy if it's with me or with someone else, but I will wait for you until you know however long it takes. And he did. He didn't just say he would wait for me and then push me. He didn't just say he cared about me and then try to get me to move my boundaries. He gently communicated with me until I was ready to move forward in our relationship. Like I said, huge points for Clark all around. I don't share this with you to make you feel bad, only to let you know that there are good men out there who will wait for the women they are interested in. There are men who have character. But here's the thing. If you allow your boundaries to be moved, you won't know if you can find a guy like that. You won't meet that kind of man because you will be stuck with the wrong kind of man. If you aren't sure about a relationship, if you don't know a man yet, if you don't know if a guy is really your friend, if you're rushing, the first thing that you want to do so you don't exceed the relational speed limit is create a go slow boundary. You can do this by doing two things. First, you want to encourage him and then you want to tell him what your boundary is. You can say, hey, I'm really enjoying getting to know you and I'm interested in spending more time with you, but it's important to me that I don't mess this relationship up. I just need to go slow. You don't want to tell a man, I just want to be friends, because he won't know what that means, and he might think that you're not interested. Instead, you can tell him you need to go slow and then let your boundaries set the pace in the relationship. Let your boundaries do the talking for you. But what should your boundaries be? That's where relationship stages come in, which is my second tip so that you do not exceed the relational speed limit. So you want to date with relational stages in mind. These stages are acquaintance, friendship, exclusive dating, engagement, and marriage. And I talk a lot about these stages with my one-on-one coaching clients and in my group coaching programs. And these stages are different because each stage contains its own actions and words and affection and intention in it. 
right? And conviction. So for example, there are actions that you would put in the exclusive dating or engagement stages that you wouldn't put in the acquaintance or friendship stages. So when we get into trouble is when we get this stuff mixed up. So we've got actions that would go in an exclusive dating stage over in the friendship stage, or we skip right over the friendship stage. So one of the things that I invite you to do so that you can keep from exceeding the relational speed limit is to sit down with a piece of paper and put these different stages in columns. So acquaintance, friendship, exclusive dating, engagement, and marriage. And then write down what kind of words go in each one. So there are certain affections verbally that you would express like in an engagement period that you would not express in exclusive dating. So in each stage on your piece of paper, put down words and actions like physical affection, conviction, and intention in each of these stages. And then make sure that when you are dating, that whatever goes in each column or each stage lines up with where you are. That will keep you from exceeding the relational speed limit. The next thing that you want to do is check for character and notice red flags. So imagine that you want to purchase a house. You wouldn't choose a home because it looks good on the outside and you wouldn't choose one because it has a nice yard. Instead, you look inside the home too and you would even have an inspection done to determine the integrity of the house because what if there are termites in the attic? What if the foundation is bad or the plumbing is rotten? So just as you wouldn't sign a contract to purchase a home without determining the integrity of the home, you wouldn't make a commitment to someone to date them exclusively or to get engaged or married to them until you know the integrity or the character of the man. So, and here's a big secret. Time will reveal what rushing in will conceal. So positive character traits along with negative red flags are revealed over time. But here's the thing, if you get in a hurry, heightened emotions and even chemistry and hormones can cause you to miss important character traits that you shouldn't. So here are some positive character traits to make note of while you are getting to know a man when you are in that friendship stage before you would begin to exclusively date him. So I want to say something first before I give these to you. There is no man who is perfect, just like there aren't any perfect women. But what you want to ask yourself, is this guy generally characterized by this? Is he generally characterized by patience? Is he generally characterized by empathy? Nobody's perfect, but we want someone who is generally characterized by positive character traits. So here are some of those. Honesty, empathy, being open, taking responsibility for his actions, earning trust rather than demanding it. He has a willingness to grow. He's generally humble. He respects your boundaries and he's willing to forgive. These are all awesome things. And I'm sure that you can add to this list as well. And here are some red flags to pay attention to. Manipulation, won't admit weaknesses, defensive and not open to feedback, blames others for his problems, apologizing without changing behavior, because this can be a part of manipulation, right? It's like, well, I'm going to apologize to you to try to look like I want to fix it, but then I'm just going to keep going on whatever it is that I want to do. Avoids facing issues, untruthful, demanding, self-righteous, tempts you, like won't respect your boundaries, dodges personal questions, or has a violent history. So if you cannot identify good traits about a man's character from what you have witnessed, not only by what he has said about himself, 
And if you don't know through experience that he's not a red flag guy, it's too soon to move into a committed dating relationship. I want to make sure that you know that following this tip that I just gave you or this thing that you should do about noticing red flags isn't to make you paranoid or cynical. Instead, the more you know, the more confident you're going to be. It's about being informed so that you can make an informed decision. It's about being wise. If you want to get married, if you want to have a committed relationship, you want to date with intentionality. And this is one of the ways that you can be intentional. When you have a solid idea about a man's character, then you can feel confident about moving into exclusive dating. The next thing that you want to do so that you do not exceed the relational speed limit is you don't want to commit while under the influence. So if a woman ignores red flags or rushes past important dating and relationship stages like friendship, she may be under the influence of infatuation and chemistry. So this leads me to talk about one of my favorite chick flicks. Sleepless in Seattle. Great movie, right? So in the film, Sam Baldwin, who's played by Tom Hanks, lives in Seattle on a houseboat with his son, Jonah. So Sam's wife has died and he's having a really difficult time moving on. But one day, Jonah calls a radio talk show to get help for his dad. And when the show's host says to Sam, tell me what was so special about your wife, Sam's response made the hearts of women everywhere melt. (laughs) He said, well, it was a a million tiny little things that when you added them all up, they meant we were supposed to be together. And I knew it. I knew it the very first time I touched her. It was like coming home, only to no home I had ever known. I was just taking her hand to help her out of a car, and I knew. It was like magic. And we all melted when we watched that scene for the first time. I'm even getting goosebumps thinking about it. (laughs) Because we want to know lasting love. And we melted because magic feels good. And no doubt the initial rush of chemistry in a relationship can be intoxicating. And it doesn't just happen to teenagers or people in their 20s. Anyone can experience it regardless of age. But intoxicating chemistry can be a problem when it causes a woman to exceed the relational speed limit. So if we rely on chemistry to make a good relational choice for us, it can cause you to jump in when you shouldn't. It can cause you to overlook red flags. It can cause you to become involved with a man who won't be good to you or for you, who isn't a good match for you, and it can break your heart. It can cause you also to overlook some really awesome men because there's no initial magic. It can sabotage your love life. Additionally, if a woman believes the lie that chemistry is a solid indicator of the long-term success of a relationship or that it's proof that a relationship is right, like Sam Baldwin taught us in Sleepless in Seattle, then she can get into a whole lot of relational trouble. Research shows that when you feel like you're in love, that your brain releases dopamine and oxytocin, as well as some other chemicals that are associated with pleasure and excitement. And when these chemicals are released in your brain, you feel fantastic. But there's a problem. During this initial stage of infatuation, the critical part of your brain shuts down and you won't notice your partner's flaws. Dr. Mona Fishbane says, 
Crazy in love is a temporary state. The brain can't stand the intensity forever. At some point, the critical parts of the brain come back online and we see our partner's faults, warts and all. The jazzed up chemicals settle down and our drug high gives way to a calmer brain state. Romantic love, researchers find, yields to tamer love called companionate love. This happens somewhere between a year and three years into the relationship. Think about that. One year to three years into the relationship. So this romantic high that you experience can last that long. So what's the answer for this dilemma? Do not make long-term relational choices while under the influence of chemistry. Don't become exclusive. Don't get engaged. Don't get married. Maybe you're asking, well, how do I know how much chemistry is enough chemistry? Like how much should I be attracted to a guy? I'd like to share what someone shared with me when I asked the same question when I was single. Of course, you should be attracted to the man you marry. I wouldn't ever advise that a woman marry someone that she has no desire to be with physically. But neither would I advise that a woman need to be blown away by a guy and feel intense emotion, just like Sam Baldwin called magic right, in Sleepless in Seattle, to prove that a relationship is worth keeping. The long-term success of a relationship that's right for you should also involve higher virtues that last and that grow as they are nurtured in a healthy relationship. Characteristics like unselfishness and kindness, compassion, humility, and friendship and shared values. The person should be your friend. When you ask yourself the question, do I just really enjoy being with this person? And you say, yes, that's awesome because all of the other values or traits that are in your relationship kind of fit underneath that umbrella of friendship and actually enjoying someone. But when you jump in too quickly and chemistry is kind of blinding you, it can make you think that you're friends with someone when you may not really be. So for more information about this, check out episode number 44, the number one most important factor for a long lasting happy relationship. All kinds of good stuff in that episode including research that backs up this number one most important factor. All right, I hope all of this has been very, very helpful to you. And before we go, as I always do, remember that the dream that you have to love and be loved is possible. And remember to keep it sunny. I'll see you next time. Keep it sunny, Baby